Welcome to Feminine Founder, where we talk all things recruiting, hiring, business, and entrepreneurship. I'm Caroline Pennington, your host. Today, I have Amy Horner with me. Amy is a change enthusiast, keynote speaker, and founder of True Nine. She also is the host of DBA Chronicles podcast. So welcome, Amy. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here to have this conversation with you today. So I'd love to hear your story of your career. You've worked at a big four organization, you've run Mm -hmm. several companies, and now Mm -hmm. you have started True Nine. So Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear your story. Much like most people, once you start to get 20 plus years into your career, mine has gone exactly as I planned it when I graduated from college. Not at all, right? So many of us can look back and hopefully fondly think about that 20 to 22 year old person and the goals he or she set and how nothing has been linear or gone according to that plan. Maybe some things are similar to that plan, but for the most part, people I talk to, completely different. I am exactly like that. My entire late high school and college career curriculum was based on the goal that I had set to get a big four job. And I did it. Nothing went according to that plan. What was very interesting is when I was in the big four and and I was with KPMG in my first six months, we lost in Pittsburgh, our largest client. It happened to be Westinghouse. Westinghouse was acquired by CBS and the vast majority of that entity was moved within a few months time to New York. And so KPMG Pittsburgh had massive rifts in the office and it was done by billable hours for the first year people. And I was six months in and I, you know, I was in a situation that I didn't have control of. It ended up being one of the best things that happened to me because since that plan was blown up, I got to write a new plan. And I learned very young that when things outside of your control happen, I said this to a friend of mine the other day, when life hands you lemons, ask how tall can I make this meringue? And that's what I did. So with that KPMG on my resume, that has opened a lot of doors for me and had a lot of people want to shake my hand. I did stay in public for a while, came out into industry. And at my time in industry is when I fell in love with change, change processes, strategic planning, innovation. There was a point in my career where if there was a beta process or new technology, I wanted to be on the team. That is really how I got into the space of change. So what inspired you to start True Nine? I was really at a crossroads about 12 months ago. So in in early 2023, I love making an impact and I love helping people grow and develop and change and also having a positive impact on the organizations I've been working for. That has fueled so much of what I've done. I felt like continuing to work for one organization just wasn't giving me enough energy anymore. And so by being able to impact change and do strategic planning as a consultant and continue to be on stage as a keynote, I can impact more people simultaneously than I could by working with a single organization. That is a lot of what fueled my decision to to plant my stake in the ground and to create my own consulting practice. So why is it so important for people to embrace change professionally? I think first is understanding and admitting it's not going anywhere. Change and the pace of change has increased in the last five to 10 years so that what we experience, research has shown this, what we experience in a 10 to 12 month time period is what a hundred years ago took a decade to develop. 
technologies are breeding new technologies. It's not people power anymore. The industrial revolution is way in the past. We're in really the AI and the ML evolution now. And that has increased the pace of change. I hate to use a a negative, but from a business perspective, if you're not embracing change, you may no longer be in business. If that's not enough of an inspiration for people, I'm not sure what can be. You make a great point with that because I feel like the people that don't embrace change hold themselves back professionally. I think you hold yourself back and probably holding someone around you back. And and you may or may not be unknowingly creating damage in your organization. If your organization's big enough, it might hurt your industry. One of my favorite examples, and I feel a little guilt when I talk about this, is Kodak. Kodak in 1975 developed the digital camera. Everything that would go into the digital camera and their leadership team, specifically their board, thought that people would always want the nostalgia of developing film. And they did not take the digital camera technology to market. And I think we're all aware of what happened. And not only did that hurt that organization and all the people that were so proud to be a part of that organization and identify with that logo and that brand, it also did some damage in in the industry. The companies that I've partnered with in my years of experience in recruiting that don't embrace change, they aren't able to attract and retain top talent. Yeah, top talent really likes innovation. So many times, we were talking about this before we came on camera, I, I think people they get a little bored if they're unchallenged. And once you're unchallenged and you're bored, you're not motivated. And so they will look to move on. That line of thinking that is prevalent in so many industries, and I know that you see this with your role, that we aren't going to hire people who are jumpers. You want to bring that person in. A person who has two years, two years, two years, is going to bring six times the amount of innovation and change because they've seen it than the person who has come in and stayed with you for six straight years. You want that person. They're going to be a spark. And I think changing that thinking, sure, they might take a little bit of time to onboard, but the impact they're going to have in the short amount of time they're with you is going to be grand beyond what you can do yourself. And and I I think flipping that script is, is really important. You just made a great point because you're right. That person bringing six years of experience and also, I mean, situations happen now. We had COVID happen, life happens. And so people can always talk through the scenarios of, as to why it was just two year stints, or even if it's a one year stint, it's okay. Right. And times are changing so much. We, you know, we talked, touched on the pace of change already. A lot of times people's shorter stints at jobs are, are no longer, I think, frowned upon like they maybe were in the nineties or even early two thousands because their role might no longer be with the organization or it might not have been what they wanted it because things did change so much. And so therefore they took the opportunity and the initiative to move on. And so I, I, I know that that's a recruiting heavy topic, definitely not my area of expertise, but as someone who works, I, I see it on a daily basis. So we spoke earlier about this. You're a former soccer player former marathon runner. Would you say that having a background in sports has helped you out in business? Absolutely. And I will also say that anytime a hiring manager has the opportunity to onboard an athlete, 100% 
push that person through to a job offer. We learn so much as athletes at a young age that translate into the business world. You develop a short-term memory. As a as a soccer player, you lose the ball, you don't have time to reflect on what happened. You have to go and try to try to regain possession. You learn how to work as a team. You you learn how to work through adversity. One of the most important lessons I learned how to collaborate towards success with people I might not like. That's hard. That's hard for any type of personality, but you're not guaranteed to jibe with everybody that you work with, but you have to come up with a way to work with them. I think you also learn that your name isn't the dominant name, it's the name of the team, and the individual stats are not as important to the final score on the scoreboard. I wish, I hope, that we can see a rebound of the number of children who are participating in sports. I know that we have seen some dips in the last few years, but I really believe that childhood athletics, you don't have to play in college, you don't have to play professionally, but during those formative years, the lessons learned will carry kids, children through the rest of their lives. So I'd like to dig more into something you just touched on about learning how to work with people that you don't get along with, because I think that scenario happens in the workplace a lot more than you would think. So what are some skills or some tips or tricks that's worked for you that's translated on the field to off the field? It's a great question. And and I would expand that on my earlier statement. It doesn't necessarily need to be someone you don't get along with. It could be someone from a different background who sees things very differently. We have four generations in the workforce right now. They were raised differently. They have different expectations. Emojis and caps mean something different to different sets of people. So it's very easy to get in a situation where you don't 100% gel with some or all of the people that you're responsible for a positive outcome as a collective unit with. And so I, I think broadening that understanding is important and it's important in all directions. The the workforce is so different. I think that the totem poleness of what happened when you and I first came in the workforce is very different. I don't know that all organizations can be flat or round, but there's a lot more give and take at various levels where you do have to work through not seeing eye to eye for the for the ultimate benefit of the team difficult conversations aside and that's a completely different component of being a professional but but I do think applying that ability to put the team in in front of of you is important so switching back to change if i am in the workplace and faced with a new job opportunity or, you know, whether or not to take a promotion or whether or not to go work for a competitor. What advice would you give to somebody who's maybe considering making a big change in their life? It's a fine balance between wanting to make an impact early and not being a trusted advisor at that time. Never do anything in the first week is conventional wisdom, but you might be in a situation where you've been brought in because people were bailing water, for lack of a better analogy, and you need to make a decision immediately. So regardless of what the situation is, I think asking the questions, being observant, making it about the team or the organization and not about your own personal accolades, those personal statistics, 
and determining the best time to make that impact and bring the change and, and be the change maker in that new role. And that could be a promotion role. It could be that you were brought in from outside for a variety of reasons. Most important lesson I've ever learned, and this was something shared with me through my MBA, the second your feet hit the ground in that new role, everyone's eyes are on you. And it's up to you to be cognizant and aware of that and make the best decisions and communicate the decisions you're making in a way that you are seen as, as trustworthy. So as we wrap up, how can our listeners find you? Oh my goodness. You can find me just about anywhere electronic. You touched on the podcast. That is DBA Chronicles. I am a podcast host with two of my doctorate of business administration cohort mates. It's dbachronicles.org, or you can search DBA Chronicles on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you're looking for me and True Nine specifically, you can find me on LinkedIn, True Nine, two separate words, or www.true-9.com. I love to talk to people about change and innovation. So any of your listeners who are curious about those topics beyond what we've touched on today, I would love to hear from them. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. Thank you.